Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and the purpose of our show is to challenge Mormon polygamists to check out your doctrine, to go back past Joseph Smith and further back to Jesus Christ and discover where he ever said polygamy was God's will for you. Jesus always said that he alone is the Savior, and if polygamy could help save you, then Jesus himself would have said so, but he didn't. And if you or anyone that you know is in polygamy and would like to get out, you can give us a call. We'll help you. We'll help anyone who needs to have questions answered. We can provide a safe place for you to go. And everything that we do is held in strict confidentiality. We have a toll-free number, 877-425-9993. Give us a call if we can answer any questions. And for those who would like to make comments or ask questions about any of our, our shows, you can email us at email whatloveisthis.tv and you can also call us at 385-240-2888. We would love to hear from you and get some feedback from what you think about our programs. And again, we have uh, former Bishop Earl Erskine here as our returning co-host. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate being here. Thank you, as we again tackle a very interesting part of yeah, polygamy culture. I love this one. This is, this is a really good program. And it's, good. and it's sad, isn't yes, it, it, it is. what we're yeah. going to be covering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what we're going to be covering is the floods that happened in September. In fact, on Monday, September 14th, uh, huge rainstorms hit the state of Utah, especially the southern part of the state. Flash floods hit Zions Canyon, which killed seven people, and another flash flood hit the FLDS polygamous town of Bealdale, Utah, and it killed 13. Three women and 10 children were killed. And as of this date today, uh, one six-year-old boy, his body still has not been found. Love and prayers and concern poured into the community of Hildale, Utah. Search and rescue units were dispatched to the area and messages of love and, and sympathy from all over the world were expressed to the families of the victims. This community, if you don't know this, is part of the Warren Jeffs FLDS polygamy group and they have historically shunned everyone and anyone who is not part of their group. So this is an interesting mm -hmm. uh, outside information that's being brought into their community. Everyone in that group has been raised to believe that the whole world is evil and is their enemy. They aren't allowed to participate in activities, in media, in entertainment, uh, that the rest of us just take for granted. They reject holidays uh, like Mother's Day and the 4th of July. Really? They, really? they don't celebrate them. They, no, they'll, they'll either ignore it or they will replace it with some of their own inter-community religious oh. uh, events. Toys and pets were taken away from their children, which caused even more stress in each family. And now the flood hits these areas. And these flash floods have been labeled as being the deadliest in all of Utah history. 
As can be imagined, there are many people who make uneducated judgments about the families or the community and the disaster itself. Many times, especially when it concerns a community of polygamists, uh, unkind and unloving comments can be made or overheard in different conversations. Now, most of the conversations that I've been privy to have come from Facebook, where I have many contacts who are pro-polygamous and many who are ex-polygamous. One such person is Brenda Nicholson. She's ex-FLDS. And uh, we recently did a show on the United right. Order where United she had Order. given us information about what's going on yeah. with the United Order in the FLDS. And she talked about how they practiced uh, this part of Joseph Smith's religion. Brenda made some very touching and emotionally charged remarks after the flash flood tragedy. And I asked her for permission to use her remarks on our show. She gave us permission saying that these things need to be made public. Now, please know that as we discuss uh, Brenda's comments, that she is talking from experience and she is pointing out the real behind the scenes disaster, not just the flash flood loss, but the ripping apart of families by FLDS leadership, not floods. The FLDS community is straddled into two separate towns, Hilldale, Utah, and Colorado City, Arizona. Except for the signs on the highway, no one would ever know that. In, in, in fact, two se they're actually two separate yeah, towns in two separate right states. Right. Now, these towns at one time were known as Short Creek. The name has changed, but the people who live there are still referring it uh, to it as Short Creek or the Crick, which is named after the name of the creek that goes through their town, and which is the same creek that raging torrent caused the flash flood, killing so many people. Now, please keep in mind that Warren Jeffs, the religious leader of the FLDS, is currently in a Texas prison serving a life-plus 20-year sentence for the rape of and the sexual assault of children as part of his practice of polygamy, and he continues to rule over the people from his prison cell. One major problem when talking about polygamy is that people often supply inaccurate information to beef up or embellish the truth. About that, Brenda Nicholson said this. I have a very real concern with throwing around inaccurate claims. One huge issue I have seen up to this point with many books and media programs is this tendency to use inflammatory language and exaggerations. They are easily discovered as wrong and discredit those who use them. The truth is bad enough on its own. We actually more, they, it's actually more insidious than the overly dramatic claims so often made. Well, truth is stranger than fiction yes, often, and especially when it comes to polygamy. The truth doesn't need to be beefed up. It's shocking enough as it stands on its own regarding these things. So as remarks and comments and uneducated judgments were flying around after the flash floods, Brenda stated some cold hard facts about the FLDS and the immediate tragedy of the loss of lives and property. So interesting. There's a possibility that had the people in the FLDS had access to anything from the outside world, radio, internet, etc., that this tragedy could have been avoided, but it was in reality a horrific accident, one that was nearly impossible to predict. I have watched the videos of the flooding. It wouldn't have taken much for many others to have been swept away too. 
Children running in the streets that were now transformed into raging rivers, people watching from bridges that could have easily been compromised and swept away. I'm just grateful it wasn't worse. I can't help but realize how many times in the years that I lived at the creek that could have been me. I remember loading everyone up to drive around town and see if the creek was running or flooding. At any one of those times, had conditions changed like they did on Monday, we would have been swept away too. Well, we yeah. certainly appreciate Brenda's insi uh, inside understanding of the people and the town and their beliefs and, and the, the what how they would react in times of, of flooding uh, that wasn't as drastic as this one was. Her thoughts that if the FLDS members had been able to access outside information or communication, this tragedy may have had a less drastic outcome are valid conclusions. Of course, we can't know for sure. However, it should be a forewarning to the super controlling nature of their leadership to loosen the control and the prohibitions that they hold over the people for their own protection. Allow them to have access to outside information. You know, sometimes terrible things happen that are simply out of our control, but being forewarned at least may give them more of a fighting chance. And as we said, a huge outpouring of love and concern has come to them from around the globe. Brenda said this about that. It has been heartwarming to see the outpouring of love and support in this trying time. I would like to hope that this event will change things, opening up communication and renew a sense of community. But that's highly doubtful. The real tragedy I see in this whole situation is the suffering that is avoidable, the suffering that is inflicted by choice, the choice of the men who lead the church and who benefit greatly from it. And I, I agree with what she said. It's very doubtful that this calamity will change the way the FLDS leaders deal with their members and change policy. They do not dare to give their members the freedoms that the rest of us in America enjoy. Brenda also said this. Now, this is most disturbing. I noticed that the youngest child involved in this tragedy was four years old. Now, why is that particularly significant? Because these mothers were young and healthy, in the past they would have continued to have babies. But since at least the end of 2011, intimacy between a man and his wife or wives has been outlawed, I guess by Warren Jeffs, right? Mm -hmm. We were told that more than a handshake is adultery. This was soon more closely defined that a handshake could not last more than three seconds. For at least the past four years, the relationships of these people have been destroyed. Think about that for a minute. Let it sink in. No affection, no intimacy, not even a hug or comfort can be given or received. And of course, this is a decree handed down by Warren Jeffs from his prison cell. Now, one of the men who lost his wives was Joseph Jessup. He lost two wives, Josephine and Naomi, and he also lost seven children. The other man, Sheldon Black, lost one wife, Della Johnson, and three children. And this loss is horrific. The pain is unimaginable. And yet, running deep in this culture is greater pain and greater tragedy. The silent sufferings of so many faithful but deceived FLDS polygamy group members. They follow their leaders blindly, doing and not doing precisely as they're told because of the threat of God's wrath that is always thrown in their face as a danger of disobedience. Brenda said. 
From what I understand, the husband of two of the girls hasn't been around a lot. He was sent off to work to build up the church to benefit men who live like royalty. Can you possibly comprehend what it would be like to be separated from your family by God and then have them taken in death? It's a lonely, sorrowful existence filled with fear. Fear striving to become worthy. Fear that you'll have your children removed from you. Fear that you'll be sent away, alone, to repent. Repent of what? Some people never know and they're never told. <laughs> to have such control over people. They do. They exert it and the people fall for it. Brenda talks about the FLDS families who were living at the YFZ ranch in El Dorado, Texas during the raid in 2008. And Joseph Jessup and his family were living there at the time. Brenda asks the question if Joseph Jessup really understood why the raid happened. This is what she said. Did he understand why the raid in Texas really happened? Or is he still disillusioned about the innocence of his prophet, Warren Jeffs? Was he aware of the children at the ranch who lived there without either of their parents? They complained that the children were removed from the ranch, but in reality it was the FLDS church leaders themselves who were the first to take the children from their mothers. Seth Jeffs Seth Jeffs, one of Warren Jeffs' brothers, told how they were producing videos and websites for the purpose of pulling at the heartstrings of the Gentiles and to turn public opinion in their favor. It succeeded in accomplishing a distraction from the truth of what was really going on there. So they, are, they um, practice propaganda <laughs> yeah. as well. According to a polygamous website that we're going to put on the screen, polygamousrusprincipal.tumblr.com, Lyle Jeff's son, Thomas Jeff's, who left the FLDS two years ago, says that Lyle Jeff's will use this flash flood disaster to create even more fear and control over the people. He mm. says the FLDS leadership is arguing that this was a judgment from God against the FLDS members for not being righteous enough and for not getting Warren Jeffs out of jail. God struck them because they were failing in his expectations of them. Now this is a pathetic perversion of God's character and purpose. It has been the practice initiated by Warren Jeffs to kick people out of the community for some sin that they often are not aware that they committed and they usually never discover what the sin was but they're sent away. So even before the 2008 raid and before this recent flood, families were being torn apart by the actions and decrees of their own leaders. About that, Brenda wrote this. I have spoken with women who have been sent away without their children or had some of their children taken from them. Men have been sent away, then their wives are sometimes sent away, leaving children without their parents. Everyone has a caretaker. Family bonds are destroyed. Children weep for their mothers and mothers for their children. But outwardly, they are required to rejoice in God's will. These children are poisoned against their parents, being told they aren't worthy. I can hardly fathom the psychological damage being done to these little people and their parents. Now, there are horror stories yeah. of mothers who have been reunited with their children who had been taken from them. And these children had been so poisoned against their mothers that they spit and they hit 
and they mocked and they kicked and they screamed and called her names. This is the reality of many who were born and raised in the FLDS. This is not embellishment. At the time of the Texas raid, the leaders mustered up public sympathy on the grounds of how horrible it was to remove children from their mothers. Yet, they were doing the same thing themselves and had been doing it for years, and they continue to do it. Not only are they ripping families apart, they're making it worse by blaming it on God. When they believe it's God who rips their families apart, who do they pray to for deliverance? They pray to God to deliver them from those who took their kids during the 2080 raid at the ranch. But what enemy can they blame when they're led to believe that it is God who has been ripping apart families from within? It's their own leaders who send the parents away to repent from afar. The leaders who forbid love between spouses. The leaders who reassign families giving children over to new parents and wives over to new husbands, who can they turn to when they're told it is God who is ripping their families apart? Brenda said this. Yeah, but what can they, what can they turn to for comfort now when the families are ripped apart by order of the leadership, yet they believe it's by order of God? They believe God is responsible for all this discipline. Most of them have no clue why they're kicked out. They're devastated, alone, and frightened. They pray with every fiber of their being, but for what? After all, they believe it is God who is responsible for it in the first place. Now, she's coming from the FLDS mindset. So she's, she, she knows, she what knows she's what's talking been about. going on there. And so the leadership turns and complains about the government trying to enforce laws that protect the same children that they are abusing. Branda said that women who have suffered miscarriages are accused of murdering their unborn babies. What a painful burden and guilt is forced upon them. You know, there is circular logic in all of Mormonism, but especially in polygamy groups. And Brenda says this about that. She mentions it. The circular logic is like a cage for your mind. God and the prophet always and only do right. This doesn't add up even though their scriptures say it, but God and the prophet always and only do right. Your head spins <clears throat> and your heart aches. It seems as though there's no way to win. Every event, every circumstance is twisted in its meaning to fit the purposes of the leadership. This is one of the basic problems of the Mormon's faith. Yeah. The chameleon approach to almost everything, you know. And when and times change, they'll change. And, and things will change if the leader changes. And the prophet is always right. Don't question being, your leaders. being punished by God. Being punished uh, yeah. by God. They believe that the living prophet is more important than any prophet that ever came before him, even if they contradict each other and the scriptures. Yet the living prophet uses <laughs> words like eternal and everlasting and forever and ever. But yeah. there really isn't. Even the Book of Mormon, which every polygamy group member believes in, does not even have Mormon doctrine printed within its pages. That's a contradiction to get your mind around. And Brenda closes with her comments like this. The tragic loss of life in this flood, flash flood is horrific, but I argue that those dear people already had their lives stolen away from them. Their families were torn apart and love was outlawed. It's too late for them, but what can be done to help free those who are still alive but trapped in a living hell. And so we don't want to make light of the flash floods that no. did rip apart the families. Yeah. 
But what we do need to make sure that our viewers know is their families were already being traumatized days and weeks and months and years before the flash flood ever happened. And no one does anything about it. And then we saw on the news where these two men who lost their families were given statements to read in front of the media. I don't yeah. know if you saw any yeah, of those. I didn't see those. But they don't trust. Now, the leaders don't trust the people to say things on their own. So they gave them pre-written statements really, of how to respond. Huh? Right. And the statements were prepared for them by their leaders, expressing thanks for all of the outside help that the community had received. But then they took the opportunity for their propaganda and complained on camera that their whole Homes were being taken away from. That genocide was being perpetrated against them, and they asked to be left alone so that they can just live their religion. But genocide is not being perpetrated against them. Genocide is killing, isn't it? Systematically yes, yes. killing? Of a, of a specific group or uh, right. ethnic or race or something, yes. Yeah. That's not going on. No. But that's no. what they said on camera. No. And they are not systematically being kicked out of their homes. Now, some of them have been evicted from their homes because they refuse to pay the required monthly fee to continue to live there. They have a united order, and the united order fee is $100 a month hmm. just to live in their homes. That's all they have to pay to live in their homes, and they refuse to pay it. And so they're evicting them. Now, all they have to do is pay. I wish that's all I had to pay to live in my home was $100. And so they're complaining about being evicted when really some have been evicted, but it's not mass evictions like he has been complaining. And people who do not understand the FLDS religion should really listen to people like Brenda Nicholson, who is a former member of the FLDS, and, and also listen to the dozens of other escapees from the various polygamy groups. We know from their stories that living their religion is abusive. It's controlling. It's communistic. It reeks prejudice and poverty and boasts of false prophets and false prophecies. They break the law and their polygamous relationships, uh, is, polygamy is illegal. And they indulge in sexual assault of children and, and even women who don't want to be plural wives. Yeah. Uh, incestuous marriages, physical and sexual abuse abounds. So why should we let them alone to practice their religion? And that was what he asked on the news. Yeah. Just leave us alone to practice our religion. It's illegal. Practically everything they do is illegal. It does seem strange. Respect. It does seem strange that the authorities have not documented any better or not taken some action to uh, to help those people. It, it's, they're in bondage, and the young people grow up and they continue in the same bondage. They do, they're, because they, they're brainwashed and, and mind-controlled. And I, I'm sure the authorities, that it's a religion thing, they don't yeah. want to uh, step on toes as far as the freedom of religion. But even the Supreme Court said that freedom of religion does not include the freedom to break laws. Right. And, and the, the, uh, the Constitution of the state of Utah says polygamy will be uh, prohibited forever, and yet it's just ignored. And that's one of the things that really should be faced. When, when they are ready to abide by the laws of the land, then perhaps they should be left alone. But until then, we hope that people will continue to escape.
so they that can come out and tell the truth of what is continued to go on in these secretive groups and insist that justice be accomplished. Well, it's interesting that those that do come out, you never hear a positive story. Right. I mean, it's not like... I mean, of course, that's, I guess, why they left in the first place, but still they have a story to tell, mm -hmm. and, and it's always so hurt, uh, harmful or so tragic, uh, the and, suffering that and goes And we on. invite our viewers, if any of our viewers who have come out of polygamy group, I know there's a lot of fear in telling your story, but we invite anybody who has the courage to come on our show and tell your story, uh, because it does help others. Well, it help others feel like they're not alone, mm -hmm. and that they realize that others have gone through the same thing. Exactly, and yeah. can help others have the right. courage to do it. Um, the FLDS, is, of course, is not on anyone's list for genocide. In fact, most of their troubles are self-inflicted and are the result of their own choices and practices. Uh, the utmost importance to them is to blindly obey church leaders to defy the laws of the land that's against polygamy and to isolate themselves from the rest of society. These leaders really don't care much for their members unless they can be financial benefit to them or can produce more children whom they can explode exploit. <laughs> we want our viewers to know that in sharing this information we are not being hateful or malicious or vengeful in any way. The truth needs to be told. We encourage polygamous viewers to take a look at your own situations. Take notice of all the strife and the pain, the unrighteous control that takes place in your own polygamy group, by your own leadership, and in your own polygamous family. And we encourage you to give yourself permission to ask questions, permission to think for yourself outside the polygamy control doctrine yeah. box, and ask the question, how could God be the author of this kind of treatment? Um, Earl, we have just about a minute. You said you finally gave yourself permission to ask questions. Isn't that what one of the things that... Uh, yeah, helped? it really is. A, a <clears throat> moment in time where you just step back or sit, step back a little bit and say, I give my per myself permission to think. And just to, to think outside that. And I, I just can't imagine even the people in the FLDS group could, could think that, that not having a intimate relations with their own wives and husbands is something that God would, I mean, it just doesn't sound very godlike. It, this it whole doesn't. Control that and, and Warren Jeffs is the mouth, the very mouthpiece right. of God. They believe that. And hasn't he said that there's only a certain group of men that are to be? Mm -hmm. There's, I think, 15 now. men that can father children in the group. Only 15 men. And the husband has to come in and hold the wife's hand while the father is doing the that, that servicing to the woman as it goes. I mean, they just that's can't evil. think that's from God. That, no, I don't just, see how they can, but they do. I know. They do. They still believe Warren Jeffs is a righteous, good man. And it just, think, you know, think outside the box. That's and, what we want you to do. And to, to think do. that the flood is a punishment it's for a punishment not getting from him God. out of yeah, Right, and sad. it's not. Well, thanks again for helping out with another so show. My pleasure is so fascinating. <laughs> you know, God said the greatest thing is love. But what part does love play in polygamy? Polygamy requires blind obedience, not love. Polygamy often results in awful fear of the patriarchal power of the polygamist husband. That maybe he loves another wife the most, or maybe he will come 
mom and hurt your children or hurt you. Or maybe it includes being required to do something that you don't want to do. This isn't love that God speaks about, but it's a life invented by polygamists to please men, not God. To follow the way of God's love, polygamists need only to turn to Jesus Christ alone and his gospel alone in order to have a loving and saving relationship with him and then with others. That's God's plan for all of us. Polygamy is not part of his plan at all. Thanks for watching Polygamy. What love is this? This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy. What love is this? This program is a production of a shield and refuge ministry and main street church of Brigham city. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.